This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim's State of the Obvious. In the last episode, we talked about stress and correlation to high-engagement countries and how we could help mitigate the stressors. In this episode, we're going to talk about my take and insights that I gleaned from the Deloitte Gen Z and Millennial Survey Report of 2023. The Deloitte Research Group conducted this survey on 22,000 Gen Zs and Millennials across 44 different countries from December 2022 to March 2023. The progress made during this time may have been influenced by broader societal changes. Many individuals have been prompted by the pandemic to reevaluate the importance of work in their lives and strive for better work-life balance. This contributed to the great resignation or the great quit, as workers demanded changes including higher pay, greater action and accountability in areas such as diversity, equity and inclusion, and climate change. It also increased the availability of remote and hybrid work, leading to greater workplace flexibility in many industries. The last few years, however, have equally left a negative imprint on this focused generation. Cost of living crisis spurred by the largest surge in inflation in about 40 years. The biggest land war in Europe since the 1940s. A rise in mental health challenges and burnout, and an increase in physical health issues resulting from a lack of preventative care, among many other factors. The issues weigh heavily on Gen Z and Millennials that have taken this survey. So to digest this report, we're going to break down uh, we're going to break this down in a couple of ways. The first area that we're going to break it down with is expectations of this uh, millennial group and the progress that they think businesses are making. The following episodes are going to be about financial concerns with this generation, work-life balance, mental health, workplace harassment, and lastly, climate action. Before we talk about expectations, we need to understand the people and we need to understand our workforce that is coming into the workforce from this generational group. They are drastically different than any other generation by near virtue of how they grew up and what they experienced while they were growing up. Just like my generation, which we grew up in a time of pre-war and going into war and a post-war era. Now I'm really going to say that this post-war era is kind of like a pre-war era uh, in many aspects, but my generation grew up getting to know technology and how to use it. Uh, You know, I remember in elementary school, we had our first first computer in the library and then it was a floppy disk one and then it you know spurned into we had a computer lab you know and we would learn how to use the computer in in, in more different ways uh, than expected and oftentimes our teachers would be like hey how, how did you do this thing that you did on the computer and because we weren't you know, I just want to learn how and how you did it. And we were in elementary school and we had our computer teachers asking us how we were achieving certain things 
with technology in the computer lab. And I find myself doing the same thing uh, with this generation asking, but hey, how did you do that? How did you come up with that? You know, this isn't designed to do to, to do this function in this way. How, how are you doing it? Uh, and so we grew up learning how to use technology and, and really uh, become users of it. But this generation are native users of technology you know, they can use a piece of technology before they could really read and write. And this generation has many strengths, but as leaders, we need to understand our people, what motivates them and influences them so we can lead them better. After all, this show is about how to become better leaders in every aspect of our life, whether it's at church, it's at your home, uh, or even in the workplace, how to become better leaders. So we really need to understand uh, this generation. So, for the progress and expectations. Uh, to sum this up, this generational group has an extremely high expectation for businesses and employers. The good news is, is that they are very satisfied with work-life balance compared to about five years ago. This group has a strong belief and feeling that organizations need to have a bigger role in societal issues and climate change. Organizations are doing a better job with the perceptions that they are taking a larger roles and actions to protect the environment. Now, when I say there's an increase in perception, I mean, there's only about 10 percentage point change increases. Uh, however, majority of this generation believes that businesses are not doing enough. Only 30% or less believe that they are doing good. So about five years ago, it was only about 20% believed that you know, businesses were doing well. So there is a, a positive trend in businesses doing better and getting after what this generational uh, group expects out of a business or organization and by employers, but majority of them are still saying you are vastly lacking in their expectations. And the shocking number that really stood out to me was that one third of people surveyed stated that business leaders who speak out on sustainability have influenced their own thinking and behavior. Business leaders are having a tremendous impact on this people group. It really took me by surprise. I didn't really think that uh, business leaders would have that much of an impact, uh, you know, just based off of what you would see on social media, my own interaction, but we are. And this is why leadership matters, folks. Our younger workforce and future leaders are watching, they're listening, and you have an influence on them, whether it's positive or negative, right? So when we say that they had, you know, people have a influence on their own thinking, you can have a positive influence or you can have a negative influence, uh, further driving them away uh, from what you're trying to help influence them towards, or you're aligning with them and you're driving them uh, further up and reinforcing their own values. But when we they were asked uh, who were the most influential people were in highlighting social issues, they responded with that politicians, social justice and sustainability advocates, and business leaders are in the top three. The least important groups were social media influencers, entertainers, and sports stars. This is a huge flip from what used to be influencing generations. The generation has a strong feeling that they are able to influence their organization from the bottom up, but are being stifled from the top down. So let's go into this just a little bit. I remember growing up, uh, you know, athletes and sports stars had a huge influence in uh, society. So if if a sports star said something about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, people would listen. If an entertainer, an actress or an actor said something about social justice or climate change, people would listen. And I'm even going to throw in, uh, you know, your favorite newscaster 
of the evening or the late night show comedians those are all i'm putting all those people in the entertainment group uh because if they said something people would listen and that had an influence on people's actions and an influence on what people thought was important but now and and i'll even go back to the you know the politician piece real quick so you know growing up people knew uh, or had this perception that politicians were were crooked and they were only out for themselves, and they're not really out for anybody else. And I don't think that has changed much, because according to the Gallup poll, they're still not even even in the top 50 of the trusted professions that are out there. So they're still on the low totem pole of being trusted agents. However, they're highly influential uh, with the Gen Z and millennial group. You know, if you even look at it with the social justice and the sustainability advocates, you know, those are big with this generation's values they're big on social justice and and why well uh, if you look at you know their formative years which is their pre-teen to late teen years you had the huge uh social justice movement with uh george floyd and black lives matter you've had the lockdown because of the pandemic and people were isolated and how do you you know change you know share ideas while you're uh, separated geographically and even if you're in your own city you know you were locked down your house you really couldn't go anywhere unless it was essential to go to the grocery store to get groceries or whatever you know they went on to you know platforms like reddit they went on social media and they were able to talk to each other and share ideas and those that were the biggest social justice warriors and sustainability advocates really gained influence with this people group and they gained gained credibility uh through their own actions so that had a huge influence and still does uh on what they think and how they think and what's important to them and and with business leaders you know i can uh, talk only about myself but growing up business leaders really didn't have that much of an impact on if they said something was important I, I, I don't remember any real major business leaders getting up on the, the news or any other type of platform talking about, you know, if uh, DEI was important or climate change was important. Nobody really talked about those things. Uh, really, people talked about was how we can make more money and how we could, uh, you know, help out the customer and gain customer support and trust. Nothing about anything that people are talking about today. But they're saying that business leaders have a huge role in in their life. And this goes back to their values, right? So this generation is very values-based. So whose values? I don't know. That's up for debate. But they are core value-based. Four in 10 people that were surveyed said that they rejected an assignment due to ethical concerns and about the same number have also turned down employers that do not align with their core values. So you can only work for an organization uh, that your values don't align with for so long before you start sticking out like a sore throat. So I think that's what a lot of this kind of dials down to. And I currently have a job and I'm you know, have a disclaimer up at the front and I'm not really getting to that, but it's very values based. And where people have a hard time is where those personal values don't align with the organizational's core values. And and there's going to be a huge conflict with that. And what I applaud this generation of saying is, no, I'm not going to put myself in that predicament. Your values and my values, they don't align. I'm not going to work for you. I don't know how many other generational groups can really 
say that uh, because even with financial concerns, everybody needs to put bread on the table. Everyone needs to get some cereal. Everyone needs to pay the lights. Everyone needs to pay the rent. But this this generation saying is, you know what? I would rather go without some of those niceties and those essentials if it means putting my values at risk. So I really applaud them uh, for really sticking to their to their guns, for lack of a better term, sticking to their core values and saying, hey, businesses get better or I'm not going to work for you and you won't have a workforce because after all, uh, all the older people are getting ready to retire. We have one of the largest uh, generations in the workforce that is getting ready to retire, which is a huge uh, loss in knowledge and experience. And this younger generation is moving in and is saying, hey, you know, I need you guys to kind of change your mindset and your mentality a little bit. You need to adopt our values. You need to adopt my values versus the other way around. And, you know, by quitting their jobs and constantly move from one job to the next job really reinforces that fact that they're not going to budge. And you can't, we, we as leaders, we have to get away from saying, you know, you are the problem. You are the problem. You need to change. You need to adopt what we're telling you. And I can relate back to when I was younger and and absolutely I was a problem. Absolutely I was like, you know what? This isn't right. You're not doing things the right way. You're not adhering to my values. I I think you're wrong. And I'll continue to be a problem on this subject until you change. And you know, I think we need to get to a, a sense of seeking understanding. Uh, I'm a big advocate of seeking understanding first in everything. Instead of seeking to be right. So you could be right all day long. But if you don't seek understanding to see where you have common ground, you will never, ever reach the people that you're trying to talk to. You ha- it all starts with seeking understanding. Uh, you could be right, but you'll you'll eventually be wrong and, and lose your influence. You have to seek that understanding. So seek understanding in everything. Find out where your values and their values come together. Where is that common ground? Because they're telling you, yeah, business leaders, you you have a huge influence on me. You have a big influence on, on how I think and what I think. Do you want to drive them further away? Or do you want to build some rapport, find that common ground and say, okay, well, here here's where we agree on and let's let's move forward together. Let's do this thing together. And and that way we can have a positive work environment where we can grow together. And then that way you can mentor them and guide them and help bring them up into the workforce. So here's kind of what I want to end this on. I want to end this on a a kind of like a rhetorical question. You know, if if you find yourself in the workplace and you're looking at this generational group that's coming in and if you, are you looking at them as a problem or are you looking at them as an opportunity for success and growth and seeking understanding and finding out what their true core values are and are your organizational values matching with what their values are now i would never tell anyone to change their values uh because they because they're your values they're your core beliefs i think it's incredibly important to fully believe what you believe and support you what you believe because uh, they're your values. But I would ask is, are you living your values? Because I think that is where the key disconnect is. If you say your values are integrity and trust, are you demonstrating that or are you violating your integrity on a daily basis by scheduling people to work a 40 hour work week and then go, you know what? Uh, I need you to work an additional 10 hours, but we'll put it on the next pay scale because the way my management is set up is I got to do it this way. Or are you giving people less hours uh, during the week 
and then asking them to work longer, knowing that you're going to actually work them to 40 hours. But the way your management is set up, you can't really do that. That's a disconnect in the morals and values and infringes upon their their free time and the work life balance that they hold on to as important value to them. So you have to be able to walk the walk with your organizational values. Because if you don't, they're going to see through it really, really quickly, and they're going to hold you accountable to it. They're going to tell you it's not right. You're not going to treat me that way. Uh, same thing goes with uh, you know diversity, equity, and inclusion. Are you a company that says that you're all about it, but then doesn't do anything to really demonstrate it? Or are you one of those companies that are out there that just does these... Um, you know, propaganda stunts. You just do them just for show, but you really don't live them up on your end or the back end internally into your company. Uh, you know, that's a big one. And you also have to kind of look at the fine line on, you know, what is really what the customer and the public is looking for versus what your employees are looking for. You know, if you're saying that you're all about climate change, but you're not really doing anything to, uh, you know, reduce any other, you know, your you're talking about recyclables, right? Where I'm at right now, if you go into any business, you have to bring your own bags. Uh, you can't you can't get bags at any of these businesses when you buy something. Very, very few have bags. And if they do, it's paper bags. You know, so they're they're putting their money where their mouth is by saying, as you know what, I'm willing to inconvenience the customer by making them bring their own bags if it reduces waste. If you're saying I'm not a, I'm a company not about waste, so guess what? We're gonna reduce waste where we can and make sure we're not, you know, overflowing the landfill with unnecessary uh, byproduct waste like bags at the uh, at the cash register when you go to cash out uh, at some of these places or um, are you making a lot of your uh, products recyclable or out of recycled material and are you telling people including your employees how much of that item is made out of a recycled material uh, and, and people We'll look at those things. This generation is looking at those things to see if you're walking the walk that you say you're going to walk. They also respect an organization and probably work for an organization that says, I don't care about any of those things. I care about this, this, and this, and this is how I'm going to treat you. And they actually do it because, okay, well, now you're honest and you have integrity and you're living up to what you say you're going to do. So therefore, yes, I can work with you. I don't necessarily agree with you, but you adhere to your own values that you put upon yourself. So therefore, you're good for me. So I just kind of want to end on that thought. Are you seeking understanding or are you seeking to be right? And are you pointing the finger and saying, you're the problem, you need to change, or you're kind of looking at like, how do we need to adapt without compromising ourselves to get this generation into the workforce and keeping them engaged? Because overall, uh, we are hurting on employee engagement globally and in nationally here in America. We are hurting and people don't want to be part of the team. Why don't they want to be part of the team? Well, this is a big portion of it. There's several other uh, factors that we're going to go into and talk about, but this is just the one that I kind of want to hit it on today. So in the next episode, we're going to dive into the topic of where Gen Z has financial concerns about, uh, and that one's going to be pretty interesting. So as always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I would like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who might like this topic. If you haven't subscribed or followed on the platform that you're listening to this on, please hit that alert icon and button so you know when we post another episode. I really don't want to waste your time. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review or comment so we can help spread the show with other people who might be interested in the topic but just haven't found our show yet. Again, thanks for stopping by. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.